Welcome to the Lord of Love podcast, where we believe that self-healing is a spiritual journey and your success on that path is inevitable. I'm an expert self-healing guide, a mentor for women who are on their life transformation journeys. I'm also a success coach and a deep advocate of plant medicine, which I talk about a lot on the show. But the Lord of Love podcast isn't about me. It's about helping you move one step closer to your dream life and creating the reality you deserve. Whether you are healing chronic illness, childhood trauma, financial blocks, or you just want to love yourself more in this lifetime, you're in the right place. Join me every week as we talk about spiritual principles, conscious life creation, and success strategies to expand your mind, heal your heart, and bring you back home to yourself. Okay, here we go. Hello, my gorgeous sister. I have so many feelings pressing record to drop in with a podcast. Holy cow. Holy cow. It's been it's been quite a while. So if you've been, first of all, hi, hi, how are you doing? How is your heart? Welcome back from the holidays. Happy New Year. Oh my goodness. I want to just jump right into everything, but I want to just take a moment to like just connect with you because I, I do feel like it's been a while. And I'll also say too, you might actually be new here. You might be like a new person listening to the show and you've never listened to a single episode before and now you're here on the Lauren of Love podcast diving in. Welcome. I'm so honored to have you. It is truly a special place to be. I love this podcast. Started my podcast like eight years ago and it has had so many different renditions, iterations, seasons, colors. <laughs> Everything's changed in so many years. We've ebbed, we've flowed, and now we're arriving in the 2024 year and you are here listening to the show because there's a part of you that maybe wants to learn more. You want to learn more about how to better yourself, how to grow, how to change, how to improve. I have a really great episode that I'm going to record after this about the things you must do to like really actually create the life of your dreams. And it's not what you think because if you are like me, when people tell me I must do things, I fucking hate it. So yeah, please stick around. You are here and I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I love being able to hold space for deep, real, raw, authentic conversations about healing our lives and deepening our spiritual connection to self-love and higher self and source. And I love having these dialogues around success and achievement and manifestation and abundance and purpose and soul-led legacy. And so if these are things that you feel connected to in your life, I just want to let you know that you are in the right place. My name is Lauren of Love. I'm the creator and space holder for this platform. And 
get ready to lock in with me because 2024 is going to be unlike any other year that has ever existed. I feel this in my heart. I feel this in my body. I feel this in my soul on this deep cellular level that maybe you can relate to. I have spent so many, 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 many years not living to my full potential because I was afraid of getting hurt, because I was afraid of disappointing somebody, because I was afraid that I wouldn't be enough, because I was afraid if I was big and loud and arrived and had everything that I ever wanted, that I would be vulnerable to disappointment, pain, rejection. And I've reached this very, very important pinnacle that I hope maybe you have arrived at in your life as well. Maybe it's a place you are striving to arrive at, but it's this point where you just kind of realize that you have only one life. And when you die, you can't take anybody with you. You can't take the friend that criticized you with you. You can't take the parents that told you you should be living a certain way with you. You can't take the judgment or the criticism. You can't take any of the failures or the setbacks with you either. You just have you. And so reaching this point of realization, I want 2024 to be a year where like I put what matters to me first. And I hope you do the same. And I hope you're here because you're ready to do that. Welcome to the show. We have so much magical stuff coming your way. So many conversations, so many deep dives, so many recordings. A little bit about me because we're going to open up a, a really important conversation today. And if you don't know this, maybe you have paid attention, but I'll get you up to speed. I have had in the last six months, a massive explosion of community growth on my Instagram. And it's been really amazing. And maybe you're here because you're a part of that growth. And maybe you've been here for a while and you're aware. But because there's been a lot of growth, I really want to hold space for you to get to know me so that I can get to know you as we grow together and we improve and we continue our study this is a podcast where like I don't hold shit back. Like I I am going to cuss. I am going to get real. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to talk about the shit that I have going on in my life. I'm going to get messy and honest and confusing because I have a very strong belief about my work in the world. And I believe that what I move through in my life is the opportunity for lessons to help you so that you don't have to learn lessons the hard way or the long way. So a lot of this podcast here in the Lauren of Love space is rooted in me sharing what's moving through my life, what I have navigated, what I'm experiencing, right? And so it's important that we get to know one another because you're going to be learning a lot about my world. And I want to make sure that you understand that. Like this is not a place where I'm going to put on, you know, my my professional suit and tie and sit in front of a, a chalkboard and just 
dry teach you all the boring things with lists and steps and homework assignments. It's not what this is. This is a really beautiful raw way for you to get a sense of story that impacts you. Lessons that I am moving through that will also relate to your life. And so even if there are aspects of what I share that you maybe have never experienced before, like for example, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about psychedelics and my study recently in Peru with ayahuasca, which is a psychoactive plant from the jungle. I, maybe for you, you know, I have a lot of people who have not been doing this and this isn't a part of your study, but maybe the lessons are like, maybe what I've learned in my experience can help you in some way. So, so just get ready. I guess I'll just say is like, get ready for some real truth vulnerable share. I'll also say a little bit of background around my life. If you guys don't know, um, I will share just, you know, some suggested episodes in the show notes of, of other episodes you can listen to that will give you more of an understanding of me and my story and my life narrative. I've been on a really wild ride, a deep, long healing journey. It started in 2012. I have navigated serious life-threatening chronic illness, mental health disorders, eating disorders, addiction, uh, poverty. I've been, I've been through so many different things in my life and, and I have moved through and arrived into this place of recognizing that my healing journey will always be happening, but I, I love myself and I love who I am. And, and I want to be able to share that with all of you so that you can have permission to say, even though I've been through the hardest things in the world, even though I've navigated such difficulty, I am here and I love who I am and I'm proud of who I am because you deserve to feel that way. So we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to talk about. And I'm going to kick things off with today's episode, a recap and a vulnerable share of the lessons that I have moved through in my recent trip to Peru. Now, let me just give you a little backstory. Along my journey of healing, my mental health especially, my chronic illness especially, I have found huge comfort and transformation in my study of plant medicine, ayahuasca especially. Uh, Ayahuasca is a psychedelic brew from the jungle. It is used in indigenous tradition, has been used for thousands upon thousands of years, And it is a healing medicine that is known as a grandmother spirit. And it is a medicine that brings up the shadow. So if you've ever done shadow work in your life, which I'm sure you understand, looking at the shadow, sitting with the shadow, feeling the shadow, facing the shadow, all the parts of yourself that you don't love, all of the experiences you've had that have been hard, all the difficult things you've navigated, um, this is ayahuasca and it's a purgative. So it helps clear all of those things in your life. So I've been doing this work now for about four years, sat with ayahuasca about a hundred times. I I support communities that facilitate this medicine. And I am just really excited to share my recent experience. I'm going to be talking about what is called a dieta. This is a a specific type of ayahuasca experience that I have uh, gone to the jungle to move through, to heal, and I have come back, and now I'm ready to talk about it. So in today's conversation, we're going to be exploring some of the lessons that came through with that, and for a, you know, kind of overhead recap, if you're curious, 
we're going to be talking about um, aspects of healing the body around shame and guilt and not enoughness. We're going to be talking about rejection from peers, we're going to be talking about the uh, sort of corruption in our mind around not believing our bodies are healthy, not believing our bodies are strong enough. And I'm going to be sharing some really big breakthroughs around how this healing journey, this recent you know phase of my healing journey has not only affected my body, talking about weight gain and stress and pressure, but also talking about career and purpose and how moving through this experience in Peru really shifted my perspective around my physical health. And so I'm really excited to share today's conversation with you. So I'm just, I'm just going to jump right into it. Let's just, let's just go. Let's have a good time. Enjoy this episode and be sure to stick around for our second one, our next one, our episode after this, talking about all the things you need to do to create success. I love you guys so much. Enjoy today's conversation. Oh, okay. So I'll be honest, it feels like pretty vulnerable to have this conversation because I'm, I went to Peru and I came back and our Instagram community grew by like 75% or something crazy. So there are all these new amazing souls in my world who like maybe don't know my journey of healing and my relationship with ayahuasca. And I know that plant medicine specifically can feel like a very taboo thing. Uh, we've been really conditioned in our upbringing to believe that these are drugs and drugs are bad and that we shouldn't have these psychedelic experiences because we're going to do damage to our brains. And uh, I'm very well aware you know, my, my parents, for example, were totally against me walking this path, but I found this path of, uh, relying on the support of psychedelic medicines and spiritual earth medicine to help me heal my life because I was navigating so many layers of dysfunction that for years I felt like I would have to struggle with for the rest of my life. And that looked like having a really unhealthy relationship with food, a really unhealthy relationship with my body, uh, huge anxiety patterns, brain fog, depression, unworthiness, fear-based energy around money, never feeling good enough. I think I said that one already, but it feels like it should be said twice. Um, and I had a lot of trauma in my childhood, right? So I had certain aspects of things that I had been through, sexual assault, uh, rape, suicide attempts, uh, severe mental disorder from my, my sexual trauma that I was unable to process properly when I was a early teenager and uh, almost, you know, an early adult. So there were like a lot of things in my life. And, you know, when I started this personal development path, there was like this very big approach on the conscious mind of like, be disciplined and have habits and be organized and show up for yourself. But it felt like no matter what I was doing, I couldn't think positive to feel happy. Like it just wasn't, I wasn't computing. And I 
later on manifested a serious chronic health illness where I was diagnosed with uh, multiple co-infections with chronic Lyme disease and I was losing my ability to walk in my mid-20s. And so that was really what kind of set me on this path of like, well, I've tried everything <laughs> and I've gone to Western doctors and my brain feels like it's literally just computing viral, you know, like if you've ever had an old computer and you get a virus and there's just all these virus pop-ups constantly, like that's what my brain felt like. So I really wanted to fix this. And that was where I found plant medicine. And so, yeah, it feels a little bit confronting because, um, I'm about to open up a, a part of my work with you that's like very sacred and very special. And we maybe if you're new here, we don't know each other in this like really deep way. So I'm going to try my best to to share all the information that you need to get educated and understand, you know, what's moving through as I tell this story. But I also just want to say that like, even though ayahuasca and psychedelics may feel like it's a weird thing for you, um, take the lessons of what it has taught me, right? A lot of my work, if you look at like my group coaching programs, the Wild Wealthy Feminine program, especially the HEAL program, especially those were programs that I created and birthed through these really deep spiritual containers with ayahuasca and studying and praying to my guides, my higher self, source, the universe, to show me, you know, what these methods were so that I could share them with the world. So if you're here and you like vibe with my work, guess what? Behind all of it is this psychedelic medicine that's been the root of this entire mission. So we might as well just get real about it anyway. So let's talk. Let me get you up to speed. So I have started uh, doing this thing where once a year I go to Peru and I shut off my phone for three weeks and I go completely off grid with like no technology whatsoever. I may turn on my phone to take some pictures, but I don't have access to cell phone service or Wi-Fi or anything like that. And I go to the jungle to a Shipibo village, a Shipibo community. This is an indigenous community in the Amazon basin. And this particular community, it's a fishing village. And I go and study medicine with a shaman. And so what this means is that I go to this particular uh, beautiful man. His name is Papa Gilberto. He's of the Mawa family. And I have a translator and I say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And then he will decide which master plant I should sit with in my time while I'm there. And so this is called a dieta. And a dieta is when you sit with ayahuasca, the psychedelic medicine, and you, for an extended period of time, are off-grid just being with yourself, not talking to anybody, not socializing with anybody, just being with your plant. And whatever that master plant is, it will have certain properties. So you work with ayahuasca, but then you also work with whatever the master plant is. So for example, last year when I went to Peru, I my master plant was a plant called Noya Rao. And this master plant is the tree of light and it illuminates trauma. That's the whole point of this plant. It illuminates trauma. It shows you what's in your mind that has to be healed. And it can be very, it was very confronting. Let's just be honest. It was very, very hard to face these aspects of my mental health that had been kind of buried 
beneath the surface of my conscious all the way rooted into my subconscious field. But when I got home from that trip, I established a sense of well-being in my mind that I had never experienced before in a whole new way. And I've sat with ayahuasca like a hundred times now, and this was it, like this dieta experience. So I went back again this year, but this time I went and I sat with a plant called Chirik Sanango, okay? And Chirik Sanango is a body healer, okay? It's a, it's a medicine that heals your body. And the whole point of these diets is to bring up the parts of your reality, whether it's your mind, your body, your heart, whatever plant you're dieting, to face the things that you have been holding on to to let them go. Now, what's really interesting about these types of experiences, and I often say this to people, I've been getting this question a lot, like, why do you want to keep doing this? And it's because when I come home from these trips, my life is always immensely better than it was when I left in this really, really beautiful, amazing way. So before I left for this trip, I was realizing that I had some patterns in my body that I was not actually letting go of, let's just say, right? And these patterns were rooted around stress and burnout and how when I'm in the process of trying to make something happen, I will completely neglect my own personal needs to achieve what is outside of me, to achieve this thing that's outside of me, whether it's a business goal or a career goal or a relationship goal or chores around the house, or things for my family, like I will completely neglect my own personal needs. And then days and days and days will go by and I'll realize, oh my God, I have not put myself first in any way. And this was something that was happening right before I left for Peru because I was getting everything ready. I was getting all my content organized. I was gearing up to like take this really long pause. So I was preparing all of this work and working really, really, really hard. And it was becoming very apparent to me that when I'm doing that, it almost feels like I'm, I know this might sound like a very large stretch, but it is almost like an energetic rape to myself. Like I'm, my body doesn't want to do something and I'm forcing it to do it. So yeah, I'm tired. Let's pound that cup of coffee so I can force my body to do what it needs to do. And I am not feeling creative, but you know, let me sit at the computer for six hours or eight hours and force this idea to come through, even though I really, what I really need is like a walk in nature, right? Or I don't want to go to that family obligation, but to be a good daughter, I'll say yes, because I already committed to this. And so I will force myself to show up. And what ends up happening for me is that when I do that and I'm not meeting my needs, my body starts to scream at me. It starts to get so loud, like pay fucking attention. And and that looks different all the time. Sometimes it's like I'll get a massive headache or I'll experience severe fatigue or like my vision will start to get blurry 
Or what usually happens is that my body starts to crave like alcohol. I start to get cravings for alcohol and I'll start to get cravings for like fried food and not just like one French fry, but like, you know, three large fries, you know, I'm craving it. And it's because my body is now in this place of feeling so disrespected and so empty that it not only wants to soothe and ground itself, but it wants to also numb out because it's been so disrespected. And so this is something that I was doing a lot before I got diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. And I think, you know, if you've taken my digital course, uh, Chronic Freedom, which teaches you how I was able to heal chronic health condition in my life, I think that many people can relate, especially if you have a chronic illness, to this concept of trying to force your body to do things that it really actually just doesn't want to do because it needs you to listen to it to like meet its needs. Your body is a living, breathing thing. Like I often, I often joke that like I'll pay attention to my plants more. Like do they need water? Are they getting enough sun? And meanwhile, I'm over here like severely dehydrated, pounding coffee to just get these things done. And we have to pause to recognize that like our personal needs are actually really, 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 really important. And we deserve to prioritize those things. So because I was preparing for this dieta in the jungle and I wasn't sure like which plant was going to be the plant that I was going to work with. I was witnessing and observing my life. And this is something I'd say to a lot of people, especially if you're in my HEAL program, which we're opening doors to that again in February for anybody who's interested in the HEAL program. When you're healing and you're on a healing path, you have to be observant of what is moving through your life. Okay, You have to pay attention, witness, be an observer. And so before my trip to Peru, I was noticing that these patterns were coming back. I was working really hard. I was shelving my own personal needs. I was avoiding body movement. I wasn't preparing meals for myself. I was stopping my spiritual practices because what was outside of me was becoming more important than how I felt inside of me. And I realized that that was such a pattern for so much of my life where like, especially growing up in a traumatic household where there was a lot of chaos and there was a lot of anger and there was a lot of deregulated nervous systems walking around. Like that was my home environment. It was always very important to me to be hyper-focused on the external, to, to hopefully make things feel safe. And if things could feel safe and things could be right and everything was in order, then there would be less disruption to my internal system, my internal reality. But when we heal, we have to reclaim what was once backwards and rewrite it, you know? And so part of healing is about flipping that perspective on its head and, and reversing it and saying, okay, actually my internal system and my internal reality is what creates my external world. So I therefore have a responsibility to prioritize that first. And so before my trip to Peru, I was facing this shadow so fucking hard. And this is something I tell people like also if you're in the heal program or if you've ever been 
in preparation for some sort of spiritual retreat or healing experience or program or mastermind or mentorship, everything that's not serving you before you have this experience is going to come up before you arrive. So you can look at it. So you know that this is what you have to bring to your prayer of your work, right? It's like, poof, man, face it, see it, witness it, do something about it. And so right before I left, I was having all these awarenesses and I don't, I don't ever tell, I tell people this a lot too, like, please don't look at those illuminations, those resurfacings of patterns, stories, blocks, insecurities, feelings as signs that you're moving backwards. You're just cleaning yourself. You're cleaning. That's it. And everything that is not serving you is just coming up to look at, to experience. So um, that happened for me. And what was also interesting too is that like I've been, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of backstory on this because I have been navigating this very difficult thing that happened about six months ago. And it, it's very interesting. I think this is something that we can all learn from as well, where I went through a very traumatic experience with people who were friends with me who are no longer part of my life because of this experience. And it was a uh, an improper medicine experience where I was under the influence of psychedelics. I wasn't in a safe environment from my perspective and what I was witnessing for myself. And that was really, really freaking hard. It was like one of the hardest things I went through this year. I was doing the, uh, the magic sheets. If you guys have done the magic sheets, the, the, they're in my free library on laurenoflove.com. And there are these, it's a workbook of these sheets that you get to color in and like map out your 2024 year, map out your, your January intentions and you set goals. And it's just like such a fun, beautiful way to call in what you really want. And in the first couple of pages of the magic sheets, there are some journal questions first. And I, one of them is about the year before reflect, how was it? What did you learn? What did you experience? And I look back and I'm like, man, six months ago, that was like the hardest thing. It was in I think it was in April or May. It was the hardest thing I had gone through. And I came home and I I don't know about you, but like when I go through hard things, like I'm really, really sensitive. I can't, my I, I get so impressed with my husband because he'll go through something difficult and he'll give it space and he'll like allow it to have the space that it needs. And then he moves on and he doesn't give it any other space in his life. He's like, all right, I did it. It's done. Me, on the other hand, I will ruminate. I will fester. I will sulk. I will process and then I will process some more and then I'll unravel and then I'll sulk and then I'll ruminate and I'll just keep going and going and going, right? And like, I, I, think that part of this is something you'll, I'll explain more as we go through this process, right? But I'm bringing this up because it's very relevant to this dieta and this trip to Peru, because I believe that it was that point where my diet started to kind of open, like the intentions and the realizations and spirit was just starting to show me like what actually was getting out of my field. And what's interesting and very important to know about this is that not only was this the most difficult experience I had in my year, but also it was a pinnacle moment 
that opened up more abundance and more prosperity and more joy and more impact and more leadership and more happiness than I can ever imagine in my life. And this is something that we have to remember that like these dark things that we experience, a lot of people have this perspective that things are happening to them. They're like, oh my God, this thing is happening to me. I'm the victim. I can't believe this is happening. It's so awful. And yes, there are parts of our life and parts of our timeline where that is actually true, 100%. Bad things happen to good people sometimes, right? But when you're healing and you have this very clear decision in your reality to, you declare, you say, I'm going to become the best version of myself. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to heal all these things that have been holding me back. From that point, anything that happens to you is actually clearing shit out of your field. And this experience that I had was clearing a lot of things out of my field. And I want to give you some background around this as well to share the lessons that came through because they did not fully come to completion until six months later when I was in Peru. So the backstory of this in the context is that I do spiritual medicine work in two places in the world. I do it in Sedona and I do it in Connecticut, right? And these are really the two hubs of the states where I do, I go other places as well, but these are like my two points. And I had two medicine fans. I had a medicine fan here in Connecticut. It's a beautiful feather fan that I work with when I'm in my medicine facilitation. And I had one here and I had the other wing. There were bird wings. I had the other wing in Sedona. And so for a long time, I felt this like separation and my medicine work, my spiritual path, my facilitation, my leadership, it's really important to me in this lifetime. It's a big part of my life. Like, you know, I know some people really identify with motherhood and I'm I'm sure that is something that will birth through me when the time is right. But we just know that like there's a purpose when you feel this like purpose around being a mother or this purpose around your soul-led legacy or this purpose around, you know, being uh, whatever it is you do in your life, right? A, a wife, you could find purpose around being a partner to your loved one. But when you have purpose, it's like so special and it could be really frustrating when that purpose is not performing the way that you want it to, right? And you're not thriving at the level you want. So for a long time, my wings were split. I had wing in Connecticut. I had a wing in Sedona. And metaphorically looking back, thank God for my friend Stephanie who mirrored this to me. It was like I was split. I was split. I wasn't whole. I wasn't fully embodied. I was pulled in these two different, really different directions. And I felt like, you know, I had certain people in my life in Sedona, my medicine community there, my friends who I felt like weren't 100% loving and accepting of me and didn't necessarily want what was fully best for me and carried energies of jealousy, uh, carried energies of poor communication, resentment. And these were things that I could feel. But if you're also like me, maybe you have some friends in your social circles or your communities or places you love where like 
you really love people and you want them to love you back and you just want people to accept you and you just want to be supported and you just want to give peace a chance and all be happy and all get along. And so for a long time, I ignored these feelings and didn't give them the honest observation that they really deserved because I felt like whatever they didn't love about me were the things that I was working on anyway and that they were probably right. And so I allowed other people's perspectives of me to really affect how I felt about myself. And so I went to Sedona and I had this experience where I was helping people in a ceremonial space and I experienced a really difficult, traumatizing ceremony. It was really hard. And this isn't a reflection of the facilitator not holding safe space, but this is a reflection of the fact that when you're in a sensitive environment with people who don't fully love and accept you, you will feel that and it has an impact. And I recognized in this experience that these people who didn't really have my best interest in heart and didn't really fully see me or understand me and were harboring resentments towards me were going to completely just cut me off instead of working through these really hard things. And so I went back from this really traumatic experience with a friendship breakup. Maybe you've been here. Maybe this has happened to you. Something hard happens. You want to talk through it. You want to move through it with your friends. And these people are like, no, actually, I'm done with you. I don't want you in my life. I actually don't want to ever talk to you again. Woo, what a hard thing. Oh my God, what a hard thing to be outcast. To be outcast, to be uh, exiled, to be excommunicated. That brings up so many wounds for me. It's really, really hard. And that was the time where they shipped me my feather fan back and I went home to my life and I had to process everything by myself because I didn't have the ability to process what happened with anybody. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to grow through it. Nobody wanted to learn together. Nobody wanted to have the hard conversation. And that's when I realized that, you know, I'm going to be really blunt. Like I was settling for relationships and grasping for people to love and accept me because I felt like that was really, really, really important for some reason because maybe I didn't know how to fully love and accept myself. And so I needed these people in my life to be friends with me so that I could feel loved, so that I could feel enough. And coming home from that experience and severing that tie, it was a really, really hard thing to move through. And it took a really big toll on my body. Now, I don't know about you, but also for me, I go through these experiences. Like I said, you know, maybe my husband can just process something, close its door and say, all right, I learned some things. That's great. Uh, my ruminating, my my sulking, my looping, my my trying to understand, um, it also comes with like a really strong hit on my body. And so my body gets really fatigued and my body gets really tired. And all of a sudden I start to get weak and I don't want to move my body. 
and I start making food choices that reflect how I feel about myself. And now it's six months and I've gained all this weight and I'm preparing for this dieta to go to the jungle of Peru. And I'm just like, fuck, man, like I feel like garbage, you know? So I didn't really understand what was happening. And I didn't really understand why I was losing so much control over my body. And it was because I was losing so much control over this old story that what other people thought of me really actually mattered. And I had to let that go. So I went to Peru and I was like, I don't know what's happening. I've gained all this weight. I'm overworking. I'm stressed out. I feel like I'm so unclear from this thing that happened six months ago, but also beautiful things are happening in my life and my business is growing and my community is rising and my audience is really increasing and my impact is having a really, really big effect on the world. And I'm so feeling like, oh my God, like my power is coming back in my my work, maybe not in my body, but in my work. And, you know, this is the other thing too, like the arrival of your next levels of life, they will seep into layers of your reality. Like in the HEAL program, I talk about this a lot. There are five areas of life mastery. And if you're healing, I just want to also say too that we're going to be having a free, separate, amazing podcast series coming up very soon called uh, Master Your Healing. And it's going to be amazing. And it's going to cover these five areas of life mastery. And what I mean by this when I say the five areas of life mastery is that there are five areas of your life that when you heal them, you create total happiness and fulfillment forever. And it's these five areas and that's it. And the person who has the high amount of joy in their life, the person who has the high amount of abundance and happiness and freedom and peace is somebody who has mastered these five areas of life. And when you're in a transformational portal and you're changing something in yourself, your relationship to yourself, your uh, maybe relationship to your past experiences, stories that you're holding on to are starting to shed. The results will take a little while to leak into your 3D reality, but they'll start to show up in certain areas of your life in these five areas. So for me, when I started to change my reality, one of the first places it started to leak into in a positive way was my relationship with my partner. One of the areas of life mastery is the area of relationships. And so I was feeling more connected to my partner, more in love with my partner, more aligned with my partner. It was really, really, really beautiful. And then later on, as I continued to grow, I noticed that more of the inner work I was doing was starting to make an impact on my area of life mastery called purpose, right? And so my business was starting to grow and all those things. So even though my physical body was a mess and I was struggling with health things leading up to my diet after this really big loss in my life, it was actually just one piece of the reality and all the other pieces of my reality were changing. It was just that my body was holding an immense amount of the shadow that needed to be cleared around this. Now this has happened before where my relationship has carried the heaviest amount of shadow or my purpose has carried the heaviest amount of shadow. 
this is part of the journey of healing, right? And so I knew I was going to diet because all these things in my body were coming up. I wasn't putting my health first. I was suffering. I was feeling weak. I was gaining weight. I was experiencing brain fog. I was disrespecting my body with food. I was starting to drink again. I could feel it all. Just, oh my gosh, heavy, hard challenges because I was so uncomfortable in my body. And so I get to Peru and I start to talk to the shaman and I say, okay, this is what's happening. I'm experiencing X, Y, and Z. And he says, Chirik Sanango. Now that's my master plan. And so I'm going to be in Peru for 12 days. And during this time, I'm going to drink ayahuasca every other day and have a ceremony where this shaman is singing and chanting to clean my body, to clear my body. And then on the days where we're not having an ayahuasca ceremony, I will drink Chirik Sanango and I will have a experience with this plant. I will connect to this plant. I will understand it. Chirik is really strong. So I would drink the plant. Immediately, my lips would go numb. I would be drenched in sweat and I would feel an earthquake in my body. It's like the best way to describe it. But it was really beautiful because I could feel this awareness that things were clearing out of my body and something interesting in Peru happened where the the working with this medicine, I got something was happening in my body where I wasn't able to eat for six days. I was not allowed to eat for some reason. I tried so hard to eat. Every time I did, it would just make me sick. And I could feel this very strong contraction happening in my solar plexus every day. It felt like these contractions on and off were just moving through the center of my body. And I didn't know what it was. And I was trying to identify it. I was sitting down with my mentor there. We were having a conversation about my health. And I'm in the medicine and I'm trying to understand why is it that I keep disrespecting my body? Why is it that I know what to do, but I don't do it? Why is it that this one experience in Sedona, before that I was the healthiest I had ever been. I was taking great care of my body. I was in love with taking care of my body. Why was this experience the experience where that passion changed? And he said, Lauren, it's because you let them take away your dignity. Dignity lives in your solar plexus. It lives in your power center. And then it suddenly made sense while I was having all those contractions in the middle of my stomach every single day. And it's why it makes sense that I've gained all this weight in that area of my body. And it's why it makes sense that my core feels so weak. And it's why it makes sense that when I read in a book while I was on my diet that other people's energies enter your body through your solar plexus, it suddenly made so much sense that I was holding on to all this shit that was just not mine because I let other people take away my dignity. I let other people take away my dignity. And this started to make me think because I'm 30, I'm going to be 35 years old, guys, 35. And I've done like all this, all this healing work around uh, so many different things, right? I've done all this healing work around sensuality. I've done all this healing work around self-love, all this healing work around empowerment, embodiment, sovereignty, these words that I've been studying to understand how to be them. 
but the word dignity like i i've never thought about that word dignity and then i started to realize that i don't know how to cultivate that within myself nobody ever taught me i didn't grow up with dignified parents I grew up with insecure parents. I wasn't taught how to feel dignified in school. I was taught how to be small and stay small. So to be dignified, what does that mean, right? And I realized that in the effort to want so desperately to be loved and accepted by other people, I was left feeling undignified, unworthy, insecure, rejected, abandoned because I placed such importance on what other people thought of me instead of focusing on cultivating myself. And this is important because we deserve to get to a place in relationship with ourselves where nobody can take away our dignity doesn't matter what somebody does to us. doesn't matter what somebody says to us. doesn't matter what somebody thinks about us. Nobody can take away your dignity. And then I have more breakthroughs. So I'm in, I'm in dieta and I'm like, oh my gosh, wow, dignity, holy shit. I let them take away my dignity. That's why all this stuff, I haven't been feeling dignified within myself. And that's why I feel weak in my core. And that's why, you know, it was just all making sense. Like all the pieces were coming together. And I was processing this awareness that as somebody who struggled with such trauma around social circles, I grew up bullied for many years of my life. I grew up misunderstood in my family dynamic. Oh my gosh, dignity is what I need. That's my prayer. That's what I'm calling in. And so days later, I go to drink my plant and I start to have this conversation with my mentor and I'm talking to him and and the conversation is kind of getting to this place where we're talking about things that we really shouldn't be talking about when we're in diet because they're very like emotionally activating. Like we were talking about the legalities of ayahuasca and protection in the United States and, you know, lawyers and, and FDA and like all these conversations that felt really big and very scary. And I'm in my diet and I'm feeling like I want to walk away from this conversation. This conversation is making my body feel weird right now with this plant. I'm starting to get nervous. I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to feel nauseous. My body is literally telling me, get out of this conversation right now. But my mind is like, be polite. Stay here. You don't, don't interrupt him. He's talking. Respect him. Listen. So I stuck around. And by the time that conversation was done, I was drenched in sweat, unable to stand, feeling sick to my stomach, needing to purge, and realizing that I had just forced my body to do something that it did not want to do. And it was something so simple. It was a conversation. Nothing wrong with the conversation. But have you ever been in a moment in your life where like, you feel like you really need to walk away? Like, Maybe in a big way from a friendship or a relationship or a career, sure. But like, what about the little ways? Like, 
someone's talking your ear off at a party and you really want to just go outside and look at the stars and sit in silence, but you stay because you don't want to be rude. Or that family gathering I mentioned before, you don't want to go to it, but you go to it because you don't want to disappoint other people. Or you let that person stay over your house an extra two hours when really actually it's time for bed and you want to rest. We disrespect ourselves so much. I certainly do. And every time I do, I'm forcing my body to do something that it doesn't want to do. And this is where it all starts to click for me, where I realize that I have been forcing my body to perform, to reach expectations. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. I am not only breaking the habit of forcing my body to do things it doesn't want to do, but I'm breaking the habit of forcing myself to be in environments and relationships that I don't actually really want to be in because they don't have an alignment of values. They don't meet my needs. They don't feel healthy. We're going to talk about this in our next episode, about the things you have to do to create success, to build the life you want. But here's the thing we all really need to recognize, that success and happiness and peace is way more about what you don't do. It's way more about what you say no to, what you put boundaries up around, what you reject, what you refuse to make space for. That is where healing is. See, I go to Peru and yeah, I'm there because I want to call in my next level of happiness. I want to call in my next level of health. I want to call in my next level of joy. But I'm really there to let go of everything that I'm saying no to. The shadows, the stories, the patterns, the rejections, the wounds, the fears. No. Just know. And so that's my little challenge for you today is to discover what you really need to say no to. Discover what is not in alignment for you and put your foot down and don't allow. Reject. Say no. Put up a boundary. And this doesn't mean that like you don't have to like, you don't have to sever like how do I put this? You don't have to sever ties with everything and everyone, right? Maybe you have a friend that you really love, but you have to say no to answering her phone calls every time she calls you because it distracts you from your peace and it takes up a lot of space. Maybe for you, you've always been asked to do a certain thing by your parents that you have to say no to even though you love them. Maybe for you saying no is like, I'm not going to check my phone every morning and every night. I'm going to give myself like an hour or two. We have to give the body space. And we have to listen to what the body is saying no to. So my trip to Peru was amazing. I came back. I turned on my phone. I had 
a huge amount of community members. I mean, it's just so crazy, like to see that the more I do this work on myself and the more I actually am dedicated to like really shifting, the more I'm seeing the shifts in our community. So as I'm recording this, we have an amazing 109,000 amazing, beautiful souls here in the community. And if you are one of those people, um, here's a little challenge for you. Come say hi to me. Like take a screenshot that you listened to this episode on Instagram, share it on your stories. Let me know that you've been here and like, please stick around because next episode is going to be really good. We're going to be talking about all the things that you should be doing to create success in your life. We have my high-level conscious creator mastermind that is open for enrollment right now. So you can go ahead and check that out on laurenoflove.com. And I look forward to continuing to drop in with you guys with more juicy stories, more breakthroughs. Obviously, there was so much more to my journey in Peru, but I really do feel like keeping my uh, my deep, deep work sacred and close to my heart is really important while also sharing the lessons with you. So I hope today's episode was a good one, a juicy one, an enjoyable one. And I hope it gave you some lessons to take home. And of course, I will see you guys very soon on an episode in the future. Take these lessons with you, bring them close to your heart and apply what you learned today to move the needle forward in your life. I love you guys so much. I'll see you soon.